The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, and I'm supposed to do a read, and I don't have the read up. Uh, presented by the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Picasso's Pizza, we are Buffalo Pizza. If you want to order pizza, we will ship. They will ship anywhere around the country. You can also get it here, but uh, do your best to get out and find a piece of pizza, specifically Picasso's Pizza today. And uh, if you are out of the market, you can by all means go to their website, which I'll get for you in a second, and you can order one and they will ship it to you. How was that for just totally off the cuff? Because I literally forgot to grab the read for Picasso Pizza. So hopefully they don't get too mad at me. But uh, we love you, Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller, host of the show. That guy over there, the big, the bad, (laughs) the beautiful John Fina. John, how are you tonight? Oh, my God. It's been a day, man. I just, you know, the... Remember when you were a kid and the days seemed so long and then you get to be you know, like your parents would always say, oh, there's not enough hours in the day. Yes. And you thought they were crazy. And now I'm faking like I'm an adult and there's not enough hours in the day. There are definitely not enough hours in the day. Before we get to anything, let's do this. Let's hear from our sponsor, our first primary sponsor, uh, John Spascheck. So everybody, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know him already, the inevitable John Spascheck. Strategy, strategy. Block, block, vision, get your vision up, balance, foot back, head up. Yeah, these are some of the strategies my good friend John Fina used to dominate on the field when he was playing for our great Buffalo football team. And these are some of the things that I use in real estate to dominate as the market dominator and also the proud sponsor of the John Fina Show hosted by Joe Miller. So if you want to win in the real estate market, 
It's going to be important to bring good vision so you can see what's out there, good balance of the market. Folks, strategy is critical, and this is what we do. We educate, we advocate, we negotiate, and we dominate. dominate. So if you want to win the way our football team is, you call me directly, 716-570-3298. Let's go, Buffalo! Love that guy. I love it. And I, I love the clip. I just, I'm looking at the footwork. I mean, that's how I love to watch football, but the market dominator, John Spester. I mean, that, John Spester, he's awesome. If he is. And if you are in the market to buy or sell a home and not only in the Buffalo area, but anywhere around Western New York or the country, he says, uh, please give John a call at uh, 716-570-3298. He will answer his phone. Make sure you tell him that John Fina sent you. How about that? That's awesome. I'm sending you. Go see the market dominator, John Spetschek. I'm Go telling you. The market dominator. He's, got, he's great. I love the houses he posts on Twitter. I just, it gives me such a nice, warm feeling. I see all those beautiful shots. Yeah. It's great. So I'm going to have to do something about the read, like all of the ads and reads. I've got, I've got one sheet of paper, this one, and it's got a million like notes and scribbles on it. And you can see the back of it's crazy. And, mm-hmm. and this is from 2021. I haven't done an updated 2022 version, which is why I missed the the top of the read. So I'm gonna have to do something about getting a little more organized. So as much as as much as you see this corner of my desk, and it's perfect, you should oh, see. Oh, it's beautiful. You should, see, you should see this part of the desk. It's not great. It looks like my 12 year old daughter's room on this part of the desk. It's awful. <laughs> Oh, sure. It's fine. Welcome, everybody, into the show. We appreciate all of you joining us. Everybody's jumping into the into the comments section. JR's in the room. Daniel Gowrish is in the room. Richard Rush. Uh, Pam Adana's in the room. She thought it was Wednesday, by, by the way. So you want to talk about having a day. She thought today was Wednesday. Wow. Uh, Mark Johnson, Paul Mercer's in the room. Randy Prokes is in the room. Uh, a whole bunch of people are up in the in this space, and it's so good. Jessica Tennis here. So so good to have all of you guys with us. We're going to talk some Buffalo Bills football. We're going to talk some news at the top. We're going to talk some stadium information. Kind of came out today, uh, but uh, let's start here. You're coming into town this week. I know. I'm. I'm I feel like Pam Adana. She's already. She wants it to be Wednesday. I feel like uh, I'm so close. The anticipation of going back to Buffalo. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I got. And, you know, I was looking at the the calendar and, you know, I always think I'm going to be able to go to Buffalo and, and relax and maybe go sit out by the Albright Knox and enjoy the weather or something. And it's just go, 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 go. Just packed, busy. It's going to be great. While you're here. Yeah. So the first thing that's going to happen, you get in Friday. Yes. Friday, your flight comes in. That's right. Friday afternoon. That's what right. Time, what time should we be at the airport with wings? Well, uh, hopefully touchdown around the five o'clock hour of 1700 yeah. and uh, rent my car. And then it's boom, boogie woogie down to O'Neill's at the stadium. I might not even have time to check in. Yeah, we're, and, we're uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say we're headed to we're headed to O'Neill's to record a live podcast with the Rock Power Report. Uh, I've got it at six o'clock. I think that was the the the, the uh, agreed upon arrival time was six o'clock, which would give you enough time to, to basically jump off the airplane, get in an Uber, and get down to Orchard Park across from the stadium. That's uh, going to be close, bro. Ev- well, whatever. If everybody starts showing up at six, that's fine. But everybody's invited. So if you are listening to the show, whether live right yeah. now on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, or face Facebook, Facebook, or you are that's right. in some sort of podcast version on whatever platform, feel free to uh, meet us down at O'Neill's. I know a couple people that are already coming. Uh, one, in fact, is a good friend of mine that uh, he's uh, he's got a little bit of a man crush on you. So uh, he's- Hey, and you know what? If your bar is so low that you want my autograph on something, 
didn't show up. I got no qualms about that. It's all about the good times, the wings, a couple of ice cold beers, and uh, just enjoying the Western New York uh, best vodcast, podcasts, whatever cast that uh, we can drum up. That's right. And uh, Saturday, what do you got going on Saturday? Saturday. Oh, man, I got to get up early. I'm going to drive to Rochester. Uh, I got tons of family in Rochester, as everybody knows. My cousin Joey always hosts the whole family at his house. But he said, oh, I'm playing in a golf tournament. Why don't you? He got me the last spot in a golf tournament at Mill Creek Country Club. Or oh, nice. What is it? Is that a country club? I, I, I hear a country club and I go, oh, nice, because I don't get the Well, it must be. I don't know. But it's to benefit Gigi's Playhouse. That's gigisplayhouse.org. And it's uh, it's for families and children with Down syndrome, uh, enabling and education and resources. I comb through the website. It's uh, it's pretty cool. So it's a great cause. And I, I think there's going to it's going to be brutal fun, brutal fun. But I think there's going to be 36 teams like we're going two per hole. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully a scramble. I I don't even know who I'm playing with. I'm like the last entry. And they're like, ah, fine. We'll we'll put you with somebody. So so I do that. Okay. Then it's uh, Cousin Joe's that night in Rochester. See the whole family. Stay over at Joe's. Then I'm driving to Buffalo to hang out with some friends from like uh, 10 to 3. And uh, then it's off to Jim Kelly's uh, gala for the golf tournament on Monday. So Seneca Niagara Casino, all probably tons of legends will be there. A lot of them yeah. gambling, probably not me. And then golf on Monday. Oh, wow. And I, didn't then, re- I didn't realize you were going to be here till like through Monday, Tuesday. I, I thought you were out of here on Sunday at some point. Nice. No, man, I, I don't leave till Tuesday. Nice. Very good. That's that's yeah. freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sunday we got some stuff going on, and then you get to go to the gala on Sunday. Sunday night, you said, is the gala? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still waiting to hear back on whether or not I get a plus one. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, I, I would love to go, but I have a show to do, unfortunately. But we'll see what happens. Maybe I can do it from the gala. What time? I don't know, I might, I don't know I if anybody have... else would. I don't know if anybody else would want to go with me. I might. I might have to find a sub. <laughs> sub. <laughs> what is it baseball right I, give I me the, the righty or the lefty whatever bring anybody in i don't care i might just show one of my old shows if i get the opportunity to go to that that'd be a freaking blast yeah uh, i'm yeah, working on it and where's the golf tri- where's kelly's tournament at um, yes um, you don't know yes not not sure it normally was it is was it wanaka down the street from my house is it i don't think it's there anymore correct hey Where's the turkey pot pie? Damn. Um, It is not. It's up near Seneca, Niagara, somewhere. Up in Niagara Falls. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, that's good. That's all good stuff. So we do have some news. Before we get to the news, we got to really get into the content or the context of the show. One real quick, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever platform you are viewing this on, please like and subscribe. Also, we are Super Chat Live, which means if you've got a question or a comment for either myself or John, most likely John, please feel free to uh, jump in and ask us. Uh, Super Chat just makes it glow on the screen. It's easier for us to see. It'll get our attention. But we are by in no means uh, ignoring you. So with that, so are you up to date on the Bills news? Did you hear that Reggie Gilliam got re-signed to a two-year contract? Fullbacks matter, baby. Fullbacks matter. That's right. So That's- what? What what is the difference? And I think I asked you this earlier today in a text, and you ignored me. So I'm, I'm hoping you've got an answer. What is the difference between the way that fullbacks were utilized, Carwell Gardner, guys like that, back in the day, 
versus, I mean, most teams, not most teams, there's a lot of teams that don't even roster a fullback. First of all, let's just go back to you ignored me like we're married. Okay. I'll tell you, you know, it's interesting you asked that question, right? Because, you, you know, everybody talks about special teams being such an integral part of the game and the result. And we learned that last year in some circumstances, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. But uh, you need, you need different size bodies for, for special teams and the way most defenses are run now, you only got two linebackers, right? You're committing more people to four man rush front and five guys in the secondary, right? It's mostly a four, two, five. Right. Right. So if you can keep a fold back and it makes sense to the integration of your offense and obviously Reggie Gilliam can play, um, you know, that H position off yep. the ball a little bit. Half so, back. Yeah. Well, I mean, just kind of off the ball rather than on the line of scrimmage, like a typical why. Right. Uh, it, it's, it, it means a lot. It means a lot to have that extra big body in place. And um, I, I think it's great. And you also want kind of like that enforcer attitude on the offense outside of just offensive linemen all the time. Yeah, very good. Also, it is uh, not rumored any longer. It, it it was pretty much open news out there for the world to see that uh, Von Miller is openly courting OBJ, uh, to which uh, Von Miller, and I had the pictures, I was working on the pictures, and we ran out of time trying to get them uh, uploaded to this show, uh, basically showed a picture of uh, a Photoshopped picture of OBJ in a Bills uniform and said, hey, you know, come on over. I didn't see that. Shuffle on over to Buffalo. Uh, and um, and uh, OBJ responded, what's the locker next to yours look like? So where are we at? I think the big question I saw on Twitter today, and I'll let you respond, and I'll see if I can get this picture up real quick. Where are you at on OBJ coming to Buffalo? Well, I, I don't know that there's a need. I mean, look at our current wide receiver core. Do you see like a glaring need? I do so not unless something unless something changes from this year to next year, it's a as I like to say when people are talking about things that don't matter, it's a non-versation. A non-versation. I like that. I like the so, way. Yeah. Yeah, I invented that word. Trademark. Uh, so sure, you know what? He should come out for a game and get some wings and meet some of the guys because he's not going to be doing anything else for like the next what six and a half months or it's, it's going to be a minute. Oh, uh, four based, months at least, right? Based on his base, I mean, it depends, right? But based on his injury, it's going to be a minute before he's capable of yes, uh, right? That, so, so yeah, maybe come out, say hello. But I don't think that it's fun to talk about. I guess for some people, but. You know, I mean, you got Diggs, McKenzie, Gabe Davis, uh, you know, you, is there a need? So there it is. There's OBJ. Oh, I did Buffalo, see that. In a Buffalo Bills uniform. And it says, OBJ, let's chase this ring again. Mm. Now, it's important to note, if I didn't already say it, I think I may have, that OBJ is not a free agent. So this isn't a situation where I think he can necessarily leave. Um, right. On his, on his own recognizance, but uh, it's it's an interesting conversation. I think for me, I'm out as well. I put it at the top of the top of the show. I just don't know where he fits. I mean, are you going to, you've got. What, 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 he doesn't fit anywhere because he can't play this year, <laughs> right? So <laughs> if there's a need next year, then we see if there's a puzzle piece. Well, ACLs, and I think you're the one that told me this about specifically Trey. You know, every person is different. Every player is different. Every human skeletal system, every every makeup is different. There's a good chance that he could come back. The question is when. And I think the the target date is like mid to mid November to early December. Mm -hmm. So if you get him back mid November, early December, 
and you get to play him. I, for me, who are you removing at that point? You're not taking Stefan Diggs out. And clearly he's not better than Stefan Diggs. I don't think at this point, uh, are you removing Gabe Davis from the lineup? Are you going to put him in the slot? Are you taking Isaiah McKenzie out of the lineup for, for him? Are you going to like bench it, let him ride the pine OBJ and have him be the fourth guy out? I just, I don't know where he fits. And for me, I don't know the team. I think you said it. I don't know that the team needs him. No, it, it's always fun to think about. What if we had some this guy or that guy, right? And there's right. some sort of uh, thoughtful availability of OBJ right now or not. I don't know. Right. I guess what I would say is, um, you know, outside of injury, right? You know, right. that's uh, you know, knocked on wood. Did you hear it? I heard it. I absolutely heard it. It would okay. have been louder and echoed if you'd hit your head, but I definitely heard it uh, when you know. I it. might have knocked myself out. My <laughs> squash is a little tender these days. That's hysterical. I, I will take uh, – I'm not necessarily sure I agree with a couple different references I saw on Twitter today, one of them being that he's a future Hall of Famer. I don't think that OBJ is a future Hall of Famer. I don't – I guess you could potentially argue it for me uh, – I just I'm not I'm not in that camp. I'm not in the OBJ as a Hall of Famer. But we can move on from that. I think we're probably Ooh, the same boat. We yeah, uh, we beat that one to death. So I was oh. I was at the what? Uh oh, well you next item. We're gonna go to the next item, but I wanted to add something before that. Today is August the eighth. It is. It is. And on this day in nineteen ninety-five, my phone rang and my brother David said, Congratulations. Your niece was born. Happy birthday, Aiden Isabella Fina, your beautiful, beautiful soul. And I just, she's not listening. This is for me. Uh, she's my goddaughter and uh, she's a great kid. Yep. That, that's awesome. So happy birthday. That's, that's fantastic. I, 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 that's really special. I don't think I've done a single niece or nephew and I have a bunch of, I have a trove of them. <laughs> it's got to fall on the right day. My God, man. Like if this were yesterday sure, or tomorrow, I'm sure that it has fallen on the right day. I just, uh, I just never think about it, but that's, you're that's just good. insensitive. Okay. I am. So I was at the, uh, the return of the red and blue red versus blue scrimmage on Friday. And I was, yes. there, I was there when Josh Allen ran out. So you were not, but what were your immediate feelings when you saw that picture come across Twitter, when you saw Josh Allen run out of the tunnel in the helmet that you wore. Yeah, I am. I really don't have an attachment to the helmet per se, but I, so I'm like, I don't know. I love this kind of color rush com, uh, combination. I love white on white. I love blue on blue. I love red on red. And right. when, you know, when college teams started doing it several years ago and then they brought out the gray variations, I was all about it. Oh, I mean, yeah. as much okay, as, as much that. as I hate my daughter's alma mater, ASU <laughs> had just the sickest uniform conversation or <laughs> combinations. And I was in for all of them. Just, you know, to look and hate. Whereas for Buffalo, it's look and love. I think if you, you know, you put your finger over the visor and it's not special, but man, that reflective visor just looks sweet. <laughs> visor Josh Allen. What about yeah. you, man? What do you, what, what, what say you? So I, I, I talked about it a little bit last night on the show, on the overreaction show. And for me, I'm not overly married to the Reds. Um, I grew up with the white helmet, with the white charging Buffalo helmet. So the Joe Ferguson, early Joe Ferguson, Joe Cribs days. That was Jerry. Man, Buffalo, you're old. Right. With the, with the little Buffalo, with the little charging Buffalo on it. Yeah. And then I, I, you know, and then there was, there was always this weird 
oh, what is the word I'm looking for? And I'll expound a little bit more than I did last night. There's always this weird kind of reflection back to being a little kid and going, Dad, why did they change the color of the Bills helmets? And my dad being like, because Joe Ferguson can't tell the difference between his players and the other teams. So for me, for me, there was always kind of this connection of like, our helmets are red because we had a quarterback that that threw the football at anybody with a white helmet. If he's got a white helmet, I'm going to throw the football at him. So, so there's always been kind of this weird thing about the red helmets. I like the red helmets. I just, and so when the bills came back during the 50 days and brought back the white helmet, I was I thought it was amazing. I, re- I still remember to this day when they leaked the Madden simulation stuff and they showed uh, it was Stevie Johnson running a route in a white helmet and everybody lost their mind because nobody knew. They literally made a mistake, showed it, and like gave away the secret that the Bills were moving to a white helmet. And I was excited. I was elated. So seeing the red helmet, it was cool. It was nostalgic. I knew immediately that a lot of Bills Mafia were going to lose their minds because there's a lot of Bills Mafia that are post, right? Post mm-hmm. Super Bowl years. They don't have necessarily their dad making fun of Joe Ferguson as a little one <laughs> in their brain. Um, the problem that I have with this one is the red helmet didn't match his jersey. And I know that it wasn't intended to. That's a traditional, uh, that's a traditional red helmet, whereas yeah. jersey is the new color rush. And they had two yeah. blue stripes down the middle. And it, the two blue stripes did not look good versus, I think you guys had, was it a blue and two whites? Is that what's on your helmet? You've got a helmet behind you, don't you? I do. At the risk of, you know, showing everybody that I'm not wearing pants. Yeah, it's a center blue stripe with a white uh, yeah. on each side. Yeah, that that just looks, so there was a little bit of a, ew, that doesn't look great. By the way, can I just say that your backdrop looks amazing? This was designed by uh, Melissa and Mimi to reflect some of my footballs and some pictures and the jersey and there's the helmet up there i can't see it but no we what saw are you it. gonna do we saw it that's fine yeah yeah please please pan up do not pan down if you truly are not wearing pants um, nobody, <laughs> nobody needs to be ruined for the evening i so. put pants on for the show but uh let's move on to our next next segment we're yeah, going to be moving on uh, to stadium news but before we do uh here's a little bit of a word from john regarding one of our sponsors Hey, when you're looking to buy a house, everyone's got a guy. Might need work done on your roof? Well, your buddy's probably got a guy too. You need an inspection? I know someone. And when you're looking to get your financing together, Brian Belzer from House Capital Corp is your guy. They help make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable. At House Capital, their preferred relationships with some of the top lenders give you the edge up in getting the financing you need. Take it to the house with House Capital. <laughs> house Capital, registered mortgage broker, New York State Department of Financial Services, all loans arranged to third party varieties, equal housing opportunity, House Capital, 500 per old, no, no, last one, one, five, four, nine, six, four, four. Awesome. House Capital. Well done. Brian Belser. Yes, if you're in the market for for uh, a mortgage broker, if you're looking to refinance, which I don't know why you'd refinance necessarily right now, but if you're looking to buy a no, house, I wouldn't. Give uh, give Brian a call 716-815-2102. So, some information broke sort of on the stadium. Where so right. what what do you have as far as uh sentimental feelings towards Highmark New Era <laughs> Field, the Ralph Rich Stadium? I I I love that place. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, wow. 
I, I think, I don't know if I told you this on the last show, as many years as I played there, I never actually walked the concourses. Really? And I've only ever been in the concourses as a fan. The few times I've been to Buffalo and I thought to myself, God, this is like a rancher when they're herding the cattle in, right, right to either right. either pop the horns or slaughter them or whatever it takes. But I was like, this 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 needs an upgrade. Yeah, it definitely needs an up. And the bathroom situation, I knew it was upgraded probably twice since I've played. That needs a little elevated uh, effort too. So yeah, I think it's, it's all about, Joe. It's all about the fan experience, man. You may love that stadium, but you know, I, we got the team and this fan base has shown they deserve to keep a team. They should probably be rewarded with toilets that flush, <laughs> maybe fewer bathroom aromas and maybe more concessions with shorter lines. I'm not saying we go like sushi and udon noodle bar. Dude, I'm all about the sushi, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not saying we do it. I'm, you know, I'm just saying we could upgrade. You got to agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So as much as I have a great affinity and part of it is because I'm a seat snob. I, I love my seat at the stadium. Um, and I'm, you know, I have a fear of losing my seat. The, the amount of conversations that I've had with people, not only Bills fans, but other fans just about the stadium itself. I remember getting in a fight on Twitter with one, one time with a person because I said, you know, I made the statement that the stadium's in the ground, that it's like 50 or 60 feet mm -hmm. down in the ground. And the person was like, the stadium's not in the ground. I'm like, yes, it is the stadium. It's in the ground. Well, like, I know because I used to walk down a tunnel from ground level. Right. It's so there's that, but the other, Wait, the unless other, it was like the, like one of those Escher drawings where right. you're walking down over here, but you're walking up over here <laughs> on the other side. No, so it's 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 one of those things where the upper decks are rotting and deteriorating. They're 50 years old. Um, you know, you, you and and you can't expand the concourse areas in the lower bowl because they're in the ground. You actually literally would have to rip out the upper decks and then dig them out and then like build new upper decks. It was just it's beyond the point of repair. So I understand why I know that the NFL wants it. I there's aspects of the NFL wanting Buffalo to have a new stadium when Kansas City isn't being asked to have a new stadium. Green Bay is not being asked to have a new stadium. There's older, there's old stadiums still out there. Kansas City Arrowhead was built the same year as the Bill Stadium. Now they've renovated it and done some things, and that one is clearly you know above the ground totally. But the information that came out today, uh, Ron Rakuya, who is the uh, Bills COO, was on WGR 55 this morning with Howard Simon and Jeremy White and. Uh, the stadium, he just kind of clarified some things. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a rundown. And feel free to stop me at any point if, if you have any questions, if you have any comments. So first thing we know is that the stadium is going to be across the street, on of across Abbott Road in the ECC, basically, field area where the parking lot is and then that big grass field. So the state has annexed, if you will, that big swath of grass and where I think the ECC football field is. And then that big parking lot, like that's where the stadium, the new stadium is going to go. They're going to turn it a little bit. So it's not going to be facing the same direction because they're trying to take advantage of the wind, uh, if you will. Uh, Ron Rakuya also says uh, that they relied heavily on fan feedback. I can say this. So as much as I have not had the opportunity to go to a single town hall meeting as a season ticket holder, I remember answering survey questions a couple of years ago when they started the whole entire process, like probably 18 19 2018 2019 and basically what he said was they're just trying to understand you know what we as bills fans value in a game day experience and i'm going to be honest i think some of the things he's dead on 
And I think some of the things he's not dead on. All um, right. Just just give me the ones he's not dead on. What, what do you got? So for me, he's right about this part. Buffalonians love to gather is what Ron Rakuya said today. You go into a bar and everyone is standing. Relatively true. You go to a party and everyone is in the kitchen or the living room and every other room is empty. I don't think it's a Buffalo thing. <laughs> what other rooms are there when you're at a party at somebody's house? I'm just, I've lived in Everybody in the bathroom, go! I, I don't think that people come to Buffalo to visit family. I don't think people move to Buffalo for the first time ever in their life and come here or go to a party and they're like, man, this is really weird. Everybody is together in the room together standing. I just yeah. think that that's something that's natural. At the very same time, I think the opposite is true about Buffalo Bills fans. I think Buffalo Bills fans go to football games to watch the freaking football game. I don't think mm. Buffalo Bills fans, I think we gather and we stand together at the tailgate. But when we're in the stadium watching the football game, we're not there to gather in large congregation areas. We're there to watch the football game. So that's the primary thing that he said today that I probably don't necessarily agree with. The rest of it, I'm, I'm pretty good with. Um, you know, he said that the fans complained about space in the concourse area, which I can understand and get. One big focus was to expand the seating areas, the aisles specifically. Now, the aisles don't bother me much. I'm in row one, so I've got like I have about three feet in front of me before like the rail. So the, when everybody else is standing up, I'm sitting down like there's nobody in my way at all. So I, I really can't complain about that. Um, the seats will also be fanned in the new stadium. So they've got concepts. So the concepts are finished. Conceptually, the design is done but the details are not. And what they're talking about is that it's going to be 62 to 65,000 seats, 360 degree enclosed with a canopy, a large canopy over it. And what they're trying to do is keep the wind out. They're trying to keep the wind at bay. They're trying to keep the fans. We'll use the word as they did conditioned, right? So in the summertime, obviously everybody be in the shade. It might not be any wind in the stadium, but everybody with the shade in the wintertime, I think there'll be heaters around the stadium and up in that canopy to kind of heat a little bit the stadium but there will also be areas for the fans to go if they've been in the sun all day or if they've been in the cold all day to go to a conditioned space if you will to kind of kind of take care of the fans um but the seats are going to be uh in the upper deck specifically are going to be uh fanned and stacked which our seats are a little bit fanned now they don't they're not like old stadiums where like you know you're sitting straight and like the guys hitting the baseball like a baseball stadium you know what i'm talking about like where you're sitting this way and the baseball like home plates over there, so everybody's like turn this direction, wait for him to hit the yeah. ball. Like everybody's gonna be yeah. fanned. We're we're kind of fanned now. My guess is they're gonna do even more about fanning the stadium. But the the expectation is is that everybody's gonna be closer to the field, right uh, in the new stadium than they will than they are currently. So I think the example he gave was the Seahawks stadium that everybody's really close to the stadium. <laughs> yeah, the and it's loud. And it's going to be loud. That's yeah, which, which it's already loud, but it's going to be even louder. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like you have any disagreements with the interior space. I like the idea of having some sort of canopy. And I guess in colder games, we get enough people in there. It'll naturally feel a little bit warmer. Um, I like the idea that you still get the cold, but you don't get all the wind, which I don't like. I, I, I kind of enjoy that, uh, that concept. And as far as the seating goes, the number I'm just, I'm not going to deal with. I don't, I don't know. 62, 65,000. It's, it, I, I can't even like conceive of what's right or what's wrong there. But I think the thing you were saying is you, you, you don't, you don't care about the concourse area. Like, you know, Buffalo fans are there to watch the game. Well, you know, half of the fans 
I shouldn't say that. There's a percentage of the fans that need to go somewhere and throw up around the <laughs> second quarter. So, so when they talk so about, we got to make sure we can get them there without a crowd, buddy. I think there's, I think there's, there has to be some clarification around what we're talking about when it comes to gathering areas. So there, the, hmm. it could very well be defined differently. So it could be large concourses, so people mm-hmm. can be down in those spaces comfortably. Um, from my experience, when you see Lucas Oil Field, from my experience, when you see the new tech, AT&T Stadium, the new, the new Texas Stadium, uh, yeah. uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, the new sta- stadium in Cincinnati, they've got giant areas where literally during the football game, people have paid $100 for a ticket. They buy a $25 beer and they stand there and watch the television or watch the football game on a television. Well, that's their choice. I mean, you know, you, there's no accounting for brains. So, I mean, I, I, I see that as like 0.001% of the Bills fandom that wants to stand out by the toilets and watch the game on a TV. It's, but, it, 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 I, I, I mean, is your is your excitement about this because you think it's going to cost that much more money to create the space to do it and you're trying to drive the budget down? I mean, even if it's abandoned, who cares if you have this large, beautiful space to to gather? Fair. You know, it, it might it might have Fair. something to do with whatever concerts you're going to put on there. I mean, I love, I love there's the, the, the 4-H shows that are, that are going to roll through there. I mean, yeah, yeah. monster <laughs> truck rally, big daddy dog girl, it's Don the Dragon Lee. It's funny car, funny car. Sunday, 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 <laughs> Sunday. If if you're gonna pr- press me on that, which I think it's a good place to press me, um, I think it's because I've watched stadiums get built around this country, um, and basically remove the football fan. So stadiums, well, yeah, yeah. stadiums, stadiums okay. get built, and these these, and it becomes more of a social gathering than it does a football game. And, and and here in this city, it's like it's like so it, it's it's Columbus, Ohio. It's it's the Buckeyes. Sun, Saturday afternoons in Columbus, Ohio, are absolutely one thousand percent like ridiculously nuts because everybody sure. there is focused on one thing: Buckeye football. Everybody, all hundred thousand people at the Horseshoe are focused on one thing: yeah, Buckeye football. If they ever tore that stadium down and built a, a you know a palace for the rich which there are a lot of rich people billionaires in Columbus Ohio people don't know that about Columbus that's why it's blowing no, no. up right that it's blowing yeah if they did that it would the question is why they stay there nobody can figure out because <laughs> it's a beautiful city uh <laughs> it would it would completely remove the game day experience from Columbus because they're removing the culture that is Columbus, like Ohio State Buckeye football. And I'm not, I know it sounds like I'm a Buckeye fan. I'm not actually. My wife graduated from OSU. My kids were born at the hospital there, but I'm not a, I'm not necessarily a Buckeye fan, but I lived there for 13 years. So I'm very t- tied into how the culture relates to our city because they talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. Like Buffalo's got a very college culture, you know, as a, as a professional franchise. That's my fear. My fear is that. Well, we're going to create spaces for the football fan, but we're going to give the good seats and all the seats to the casual fan that's there more for corporate reasons and they're more for the the status of it. Like I have season tickets, right? I don't cheer though because I'm I don't do that. I, I just there's I'm a little bit nervous. So just call me nervous a little bit, right? <clears throat> Are we done with this segment? <laughs> 
I don't even know how to talk you off the cliff here, buddy. I'm concerned about your mental well-being, though. <laughs> you know, like they're going to try to satisfy everybody. And in the end, it's going to be up to the season ticket holders to decide how they want to uh, enjoy the game. Yeah. And you can revile, despise, and wish ill on anyone who wants to stand out in the the breezeway and watch the game on the TV, and that's your option. But I think that you're still going to get the same, by and large, the same Buffalonians in that stadium behaving like they have for the past, what is it, I don't know, 60 years, 65 years, 70 years? Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I just, yeah. If people are taking it to me in the comment section, which is fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I just, uh, it's, it's, you know, you do, you're going to get into a Twitter fight again. It's very, I'm more, I'm more concerned about the, 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 the crazy bills fan that is bills culture being removed from the opportunity to go to a game in lieu of the dude that can afford to go to the oh, football, okay. so, football so that's a different conversation I, so you didn't you didn't add that part i mean you're talking about stadium design but now you're talking about how they allocate the tickets and the pricing and all that kind of stuff the, the design comes into play but the design well, is a part of that what they're yeah, doing I, of the course stadium, right yeah. so it's it's basically when the savers built the uh the, the new arena downtown they put a restaurant inside of it so in texas stadium has like the lion stadium uh ford field mm-hmm. has restaurants in it. it's like why would i pay $125 to go for a football ticket and then like go sit in a restaurant. Like who, who does that? I think you've got a, you got to hold it tight a little bit until we see the first renderings, the first uh, drawings, if they're even shared. I mean, they're really not obligated to share them with us. Jessica, you know? oh, by the way, flying pizza. Oh, still there. Jessica still. tennis. Wait, she what? They, they sell pizza on a tennis court. No, no. Her name is tennis, but she misses the flying pizza, uh, which is the t- Oh, on <laughs> high street Columbus. Yeah. Is it good? It's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's is good. it as good as Buffalo pizza? Uh, let's not, let's not start a, an un, unnecessary conversation. Anyways, let me finish this up so we can move on. So the, <laughs> the, the renderings are actually going to be coming out. They're expected in the next couple of weeks. As I said, cool. uh, conceptually speaking, the design of the stadium per uh, Rakuya is done. The details are not. So the, the renderings to me is, is probably just, it's a formality. Like they're just pr- probably trying to figure out a way to best market that release of that information, which I'm okay. sure will get leaked. Uh, sure. But uh, the the biggest hurdle they have right now, the next deadline they have is September 1st, and that's for all of Rakuya said. The long-form agreements and contracts with the state and the county, which, let's be honest, that is a whole other conversation in and all of itself. But with that, let's uh, – anything else to kind of cherry on top of that stadium conversation, or are you good? No, buddy, I'm good. All right, so let's move on to – uh let's we're gonna move on to who you and i feel are the players that are going to take the giant the biggest leap this year and then we're going to break down what we think is the hardest part of our schedule the first four games of the season yes but before that you're going to talk about q42 i used the uh the coffee rub last night i did you, a tri-tip actually two days of a picture and i didn't get to it i'm sorry uh, yeah it was uh, you know i hadn't used it yet right i have it and then I finally, like, I got to do it. So you hear us talk every week about how awesome Q42 sauces and rubs are on your barbecue meats, like I just said, and on your burgers and your wings and your ribs. What if we told you those same sauces and rubs are also awesome on sides, apps, and veggies? Mm. The KC rubs great on breakfast potatoes, peppers, corn, even on cheesecake. 
What? Wait, 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 wait. Time out. I know you're doing a read. Barbecue Casey rub on cheesecake? But breakfast potatoes, peppers, corn, even on a cheesecake. Even on a cheesecake. That wasn't supposed to say cheese steak. <laughs> Burrow, it says cheesecake, man. I can hold on. That's cheesecake, bro. I read it right. Wait, wait hold it up. Let me look too. <laughs> Bro, cheesecake. I can't believe you didn't tell me. Like, I can't read. Try shaking that Texas brisket rub over a portobello mushroom. Now, that sounds awesome. Use a Carolina sauce on a veggie dip platter or pair it with hot, soft pretzel. Winner! Finally, the KC sauce. Dip it in some fries or just add about or just about anything else. What we're saying is it doesn't always have to be meat. Veggies, apps, and sides, they all deserve some love, too, baby. Even that cheesecake. Cheesecake. That's awesome. I can't so, believe it. So what we're going to talk about is uh, the, the, the players. And, and basically, we were both uh, tasked with picking two players that we feel is they're going to take the, the biggest leap this year in 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you go first with your first one. So who do you have first? So I think I think he played really well, but he's got to get better. Um you know, that's, it's hard to probably evaluate unless you watch film, like consume film, like I do, uh, Spencer Brown. I mean, he's got, he's got to rise, right? He's got to get in, incrementally better. Yes. And, uh, he knows where it is. So I think that's, that's my player today. That's Which my one? number numero uno. Who was it again? Spencer. Oh yeah, Spencer Run. I apologize. I was reading. I was reading Andrew Talley, or Talley's comment. So, so well, we need to read that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so for me, my first player is going to be Gabe Davis, and that's kind of a cherry pick. I think. Um, what's interesting to me about the Gabe Davis conversation is I don't think that 2022 is necessarily a special year for Gabe Davis. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we know what he did in 2021. We know what he did in 2020. Right. And there's an expectation and an anticipation about 2022. But I think 2022, what he's about to do could have happened in 2021 had the Bills not gone and got, gotten Emmanuel Sanders. I think Gabe Davis last year was ready to kind of take that step. And I think we saw it at the end of the season. I don't think it was a situation of like, well, Emmanuel Sanders is hurt or covered or whatever, just isn't doing it. I guess we'll put Gabriel Davis in. He was just being himself. I was at the Colts playoff game with Jay Spence, the King, when the dude was toe tapping all over the place, up and down the sideline to basically help Josh Allen out of like impossible situations. The kid had talent in 20. The kid had talent in 2021. They just moved him below a legitimate future Hall of Famer in Emmanuel Sanders, which I think was a mistake. So I think we're going to see who Gabriel Davis really is in 2022. And I think we could have seen it last year, but I think this yeah, year, you know, I mean, hindsight's 2020, you could exchange Davis for Sanders for last year, but I mean, that's, I can't even think that deeply. I'm just an offensive lineman, man. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah. Stab. Fire the weapon. <laughs> so the good news is uh, he did have that extra year. Right. To learn and even yeah. get better and better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I agree with you, though. I, 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 I can't wait to see what it translates to. 
And it could have been last year. I'm not going to argue with that. But it is the key between Diggs, McKenzie, uh, Davis, and Dawson Knox. Yeah. You know, the four of them. I mean, that's that's deadly. I think what's interesting so. as well when you talk about uh you know, Stefan Diggs looks little on the field. He's not little, he's six one, so he's taller than me. Um, and then you talk about Gabriel Davis, who's six two. Well, I don't know why you're laughing, because you're six five. So why why do you gotta be that guy? Like when you think of a little receiver, you're thinking of Isaiah McKenzie, who I have also stood next to. And Isaiah McKenzie is legitimately a muscle hamster. That dude in street clothes, you're like, you're an NFL player. Wow. Like, yeah, he's smaller than Tasker. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'll say it a million times over. Anybody that plays in that league is a freak. Is a freak. So it is a freak. Where, where I was going with this is what the Bills have done on in that wide receiver group between Diggs. Dawson Knox, obviously, Gabriel Davis, guys like Kumaro, guys like Hodgins, what they have, O.J. Howard, if he makes this football team, just they've gone from being the Smurfs three years ago to being like legitimate, ginormous humans that are going to be almost impossible to cover, in my opinion. They're just going to be nightmares all over the field. And then you got McKenzie running around there like a maniac, like a muscle hamster. So who's uh, who's who's the – that's what Josh called him on – this past I love it. That's kind of cool. I mean, it's a true visual, like words trigger pictures. I say that all the time. Exactly. I was coaching a, I was coaching a kid yesterday, never played football before. And I kept trying to just like dial it down to small things that would just make, you know, paint a big picture. Yeah. Uh, muscle, muscle hamster does that. Yeah. For sure. uh, so mine isn't a player. It's a position. And I know statistically, if you look at the running back position last year that we weren't bad, um, we were actually quite good. But what I want to see is I, I think that backbreaking breakaway runs, we didn't really get a lot of those. You know, I'd like to see and whoever it is, right, whether it's Singletary or I don't care. I, I, I just got to see a little bit more of those just demeaning, debilitating runs against a defense when they think things are going well. And, you know, it's because that one comes to mind from last year. In Tennessee, the Singletary, yeah. oh, the Singletary run, right? No, 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 the Tennessee run. Oh, you're talking about the Derrick Henry run, right? They had two right. holding well, holding penalties on it that weren't called. You can't rely on that, man. I mean, you just got to make the tackle, right? But I want to see us do that. That that was a backbreaker. Like that is a legitimate. Like, oh my god, you start like the defense comes to the sideline and everybody looking at each other, going, oh god like a hollowness just yeah for sure bleh. yeah for sure uh so i agree with you it's going to be interesting to me who comes out of so i think that the running backs i think duke johnson doesn't have a place on this football team i think duke is probably going to be a cut so that means it's going to be devin right zach moss who looks completely different this year and it has come out in the offseason that he had screws in his foot uh from a from an injury that he had had in 2020 so he played with that all last year, which clearly can affect the way you play. I'm sure you can probably speak to that. And then James Cook. And I am el- unbelievably excited about James Cook. And coming into the conversation, and we did a draft show, and we talked about James Cook and body stature and you know uh, contact balance and all that kind of stuff that he doesn't have, you know, the thighs, as I, as I said, that cross your eyes. is then the big, thick thighs that Devin Singletary has or Thurm had or Sanders or Emmett Smith has. But what's funny about it is Dalvin Cook, his brother, is an inch shorter than him, and they have a very similar body type. 
and Dalvin Cook is a number one running back. When you go yeah. back to the Texans, the Houston Texans, I'm sorry, the Tennessee Titans, rather, the wrong team, the, the, the Tennessee Titans. When you look at Chris Johnson, do you remember Chris Johnson when he played? Oh, yeah. He was tiny and fast. Yeah. He was a legitimate starting running back in the NFL, number one for four years. And I think end- I think what Cook brings to the uh, to the soup is coming from and it's a program that just is a is a legendary program. Yeah. And I think that matters as a mindset, too. And I think Singletary and Moss have to kind of grow into that being an NFL player. But when you come from Georgia, right. I mean, it's, you know, murder everybody, drink the blood kind of <laughs> attitude. You know what I, I mean? I'm just really excited to see what he can bring because you're talking about a player that was used sparingly. He he had 14 carries in one game. He had more than 12, I think, in four. And that's not a lot as a, from, a, from a career in, in college football. So hungry. He's going to be hungry. He's He's flashed in camp already. He's flashed on the days that I've been there. It's just going to be exciting to see what he brings. So I agree with you. The running back group, I think, is going to become something this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think Josh Allen throws for less yards this year because of the emergence of the running back group, or do you think it's the same or more? Uh, no, I, I think he throws for less, but I think that's a benefit. If the running game is is more deadly, is more dangerous, sir, more I dangerous. think that's a good thing. That's fine. I mean, it's hard. It's It's going to be hard for him to match that season last year just yardage wise right so i'll take the under what's the bet gotcha i like it uh my wait, last wait. i take the under you taking the over what's the bet uh i think he's gonna throw for more yards more he threw for 4400 i believe last year i think he's gonna so is it just is it just a pizza like what's the bet we have we have similar tumblers look at that yeah mine's just taller Oh, boom. was because you're six five. Although in my hand, it looks like it's in your hand. But you are a giant compared to Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> Must be because you're taller than me. Why you're like a, a squirrel hamster muscle. <laughs> you're gonna be coughing. Oh, hoping. you're throwing up. This is a show where right, I have to who, talk. who, who <laughs> I have was to your talk last? Who was your last one? Gregory Rousseau, I think is. Oh, one that's one. right. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't. Uh, I I, 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 there was a lot of players I could have gone here. Um, there's a lot of cherry pickable players, and I felt like I cherry picked both Gabriel Davis and Greg Rousseau. But I think Greg Rousseau is going to begin to grow into himself. Obviously, when you when you look at who he was in high school, the years he didn't have in college, the one year he did have, took a year off, came in last year, what he did, and was capable capable of doing last year. Just even as a guy that's just like trying to figure it out, right? I mean, he's a kid, a child who's barely played the position, barely played football, and now is playing at the NFL level, I think there's a great deal of figuring it out that's going to happen for Greg this year, along with the complement of that defensive line, that revamped defensive line, and Vaughn Miller in there. I just think that for for Greg, this is a year where he, he there's going to be – I think there's going to be sacks that he's just going to accidentally fall into, if that makes any sense. Well, he needs to. I think the expectation is high, and I think you adding him to your list as people that need to step up is is certain. I mean, that there's there's no reason he shouldn't be on that list. Yeah. In fact, he should be number one on your list. Yeah. And the only reason he wasn't number one on my list is because you claimed him first. <laughs> You're welcome. Must be no, I agree with you. He, he, he needs to have a great year, and he, I think that he's in a good situation 
because of the bigger bodies that we got up front and because of the addition of uh, Von Miller, that he'll be in a position to fall into some situations that, you know, didn't exist or weren't created last season. Right. No, that, that totally makes sense. Um, so here's my question. So we have on our slate on our script, if you will, that we are mm-hmm. supposed to uh, move on from here and uh, go to the most difficult stretch quarter of the season, which is reminiscent of sorts because this show started as a quarters show. We did it after each quarter of the season. I would, I'm going to memory uh, memories. Exactly. Um, I'm going to, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to submit that we save that for next week. Uh, so okay. next week we're going to have the opportunity to talk about an actual preseason game. But Does everybody is- in the chat agree that my idea for the show gets turfed because Joe Miller decides that it's not worthy for discussion right now? I thought we were pals, bro. I thought I thought this was a collaborative effort. It's getting turf because we are long. He's leaving. So at least let me insult you before you leave. So it's getting turf because we are long in the tooth, which you as a six foot five human being should understand what long teeth means. So, yeah. So that's a weird joke, but it is. Damn, that's weird. I can't believe you said that. So, but so let's, let's shut this thing down and let's, let's talk about the preseason game next week. Next week, we will actually bring back the format of the show. So what our expectations were. Uh, yeah. What was good? What was bad? What needs work? And then we will talk about the 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 the. I think we might have enough time in this in the preseason to talk about the four game the, the stretches that are good, the stretches that are like kind of mediocre, and then like mm-hmm. maybe the easy stretch. Yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah, that's good. I'm you know I'm only, I'm only teasing. I'll just cry later when I'm off camera. <laughs> no, you won't. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Phoenix show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. I have the read. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. See, like that? Just like that, I can't get in trouble. It's just that simple. I can't get in trouble. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about it, like, sponsor-wise – we have the, the two best categories for sponsors, right? What does everybody need to feel like? They have a home, right? A nest, right. a place right. where they belong, where they're comfortable. And then once they're comfortable, all they want to do is like just push, you know, eat. Get fat. Push food down the throat. <laughs> right? So we got the best damn barbecue sauce. We got the pizza. I mean, we Picasso's got the bar- pizza. Right. We got the mor- if you need a house, we got the mortgage broker. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Team. You get the house. How do you get the house? You get the mortgage broker. You get the real estate agent. I mean, between the market dominator, house capital, Picasso's, and Q42, I, I dare anyone to say they have better sponsors than we do. I agree. So my name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wire. That is John Fina. You can find him on Twitter at John Fina. John, any final words? Yeah, it's a great show tonight. Really? Not really. But uh, <laughs> I'm having a great time already, man. I, I like everybody out there i just can't wait for the season to start i don't expect a lot from the preseason game i don't think i i do expect to see josh allen but maybe for a series and uh i'm just super excited like everybody else man and, and it's great working with you Joe. agreed i can't wait for friday night so tomorrow night code of conduct tuesday night eight o'clock to, uh on, on the buffalo rumblings uh youtube channel is the code of conduct with jay spencer king wednesday night hump day hotline thursday night is uh what is it buffalo never colt schroeder friday night the uh food for thought with bruce nolan and nate geary however skip that show sorry bruce sorry nate 
come hang out with me and John and Drew from the Rock Power Report, Drew, Drew and Chris at O'Neill's. Where? Stadium Inn. At O'Neill's. Yes, across from the stadium, six o'clock on Friday. As we're going to be, you get to meet John. I promise you, I guarantee you, he's going to let you wear his AFC championship ring. Is it true? Am I lying? Or are you going to let him do that? I better not forget it. Yeah, I'll let you wear it. Yeah, exactly. So for me, for Buffalo Rumblings, for what? John Spashek, the market dominator, for House Capital, for Q42, for all of us at Buffalo Rumblings, and for John Fina, go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.